All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. Haruki Murakami, a famous Japanese writer, said that death is not the opposite of life, but a part of it. Today, I want to talk about a topic which I feel everybody needs to listen to. And it's something not many feel comfortable talking about, but unfortunately, nobody is going to be on this planet forever. Death is part of life. And one day we will be told to get our affairs in order. Or we will know somebody close to us that will be told that they need to get their affairs in order. Or we will know somebody that will be diagnosed with something very serious from a health perspective, which can potentially not be a very, very favorable outcome to that person's health and their life may be shortened. I'm hoping today either this episode is something that may assist you or it'll assist somebody else that you know. Because even personally speaking, when I hear about friends or family members or somebody that I know that has been diagnosed with something terminal, for example, it puts me in a difficult situation because I want to talk to that person about these things. But at the same time, it can be seen as insensitive. Um, and also that person may not want to talk about these things at all. Because at the end of the day, when you're told that you have 24 months to live or you've been diagnosed with something which you know, gives you a life expectancy of 50%, for example, sometimes money and finances are the last of your worries, you know, and to be honest with you, they should be the last of your worries. But at the same time, they are, they, they should be something that should be addressed. And I'm not a lawyer. And I just want to say that, you know, with all these topics, it's important to seek professional legal advice. But I wanted to talk about my experiences from a financial perspective, um, and things that should be considered. So the first side of of things is budgeting, is the money, the finance. So especially if somebody is the main breadwinner in a household or the only breadwinner or the only person in the household, that person's income is normally reliant. You know, one or more people would depend on that income. So from a financial perspective, it's really important if you're being told that you can't work anymore for health reasons to, to, to really put together a budget. I mean, first of all, seek financial advice. But if you can't, just put together a budget ASAP to work out what your living costs are, how much you need to live every single week and every single month, how much you need to just you know, pay the bills, keep the door above your head, pay for food, so that you actually know what that figure is and you've got something there. The second thing, it's really important to put together some sort of structure in your budget. And I've done a few episodes on this, which I'd really encourage you to listen to. One of them is called The B Word, um, and the other one I think is the first episode that I have. And it's important to put together some sort of structure so that you can suddenly live off this reduced income because whether it's money from Centrelink or whether it's, um, you know, some savings that you're having to live off or you have somebody that's supporting you in these times, you are most likely going to be living off a smaller income. So it's really important to have that structure, have that budget in place so that you can not just, just to make sure that money isn't going to become an issue because in a time like this, that's probably the last thing you need. The second thing is something not many think about, but is logins, you know, login details for, for, for your email, login details for 
you know, uh, superannuation accounts, internet banking, all these different things to essentially have your login details on a piece of paper. That's the most secure way to have it. Um, not digitally, so it can't be stolen. Or, or even if you do it digitally, there are ways to actually secure information so that it can't be hacked. But to have it written down somewhere so that that can be accessed at a later date. The other thing is to have a list of your assets and liabilities. So again, if you have a financial advisor, they'll do this for you. And again, I'll highly seek that, you know, I'd highly recommend you seek an advisor for this, but a list of your assets and liabilities, what assets you own, you know, even if it's a car, stamp collection, um, shares, managed funds, superannuation, a list of all that um, and statements from them all, or at least account numbers or some sort of reference. Um, and secondly, a list of debts that you have, um, who that's money owed to, how much it is, etc., and a list of account numbers for that. The other thing as well is life insurance. So as soon as you do get news, you know, bad news, essentially, um, from a health point of view, it's really important to, as soon as you possibly can, look at what insurance you have, whether it's something that was set up by a financial advisor, something you set up yourself, or even something that could be in your super by default. Um, and if you're not sure what you have, I'd highly recommend that you do a super search. Um, you can do that through the tax office, through MyGov, uh, for those listening here in Australia, and you can essentially work out, you know, do, do a search and see where your super actually is. Call up those super funds ASAP, see what insurance you have. If you have insurance, figure out what you need to do to opt in for that insurance because um, a law got passed recently where if your super balance is under $6,000 or there isn't money going into your superannuation account, then that insurance may be cancelled because of that account being closed down or the super fund just cancelling your insurance. So find out what you need to do to opt in or essentially what you need to do to either opt in or make sure your insurance doesn't cancel and your super fund um, would be able to answer that question for you. Even though the health issue may not be that serious yet, let's say for example, it's something that you probably are going to survive, still do it if you want to keep that insurance. Um, this is where financial advice really helps, obviously. But if it's something, if you've been diagnosed with something terminal, there's a high chance that you wouldn't be able to get insurance anymore with someone else. Or if you can, it's going to be difficult or there might be some exclusions that would be applied to that cover. So if you do have some cover there, it may not be the best cover, but it's better than nothing. And it's, I'd highly recommend that you consider retaining it. Um, but again, this is where financial advice really helps because you could then talk to an advisor that would look at it for you, assess your options and see what you need to do to keep it and which cover's worth keeping, especially if you have multiple policies. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. The other thing, and this ties into the life insurance side of things, is binding nominations. So I'll get to wills in a moment, but a will does not cover your superannuation in most cases because your superannuation, I mean, it can have, it could mention your superannuation, but essentially your superannuation sits outside your estate. And for that reason, it's important to have um, nominations in place. Now there's two different types of nominations you can have. And the reason these are important is that it's not just your super, but it's your life insurance that's in your super that these nominations can control. Now, most people would have discretionary nominations. Um, well, not most, but many people would have discretionary nominations. And essentially, these give discretion to the trustee of the fund, the, to, to the super fund, 
to pay out money to these people that you have listed. Um, but it only gives discretion. If you have dependents, such as a spouse or children or somebody that is financially dependent on you, you can set up binding nominations. Um, these need to, Normally, they need two witnesses. Um, normally, they need to be updated every three years. Uh, but these are binding. And again, having a financial advisor, we can talk to you about these things um, to ensure that you are maximizing the possibility of your life insurance and your superannuation going to the right person or people upon your death. There are never guarantees, but again, this is where it helps to seek that legal advice because they'll all, you know, a lawyer would also help you look at your will uh, to see if your will is current, up to date, um, if you even have a will. Um, the other thing that a lawyer can help you look at is a power of attorneys, um, you know, to see if you have someone down. If not, it's something to consider. Um, a power of attorney would give someone permission if you were to lose mental capacity to make decisions on your behalf, like accessing bank accounts or, or making changes to your assets or liabilities. So that, that that's a really big part as well from a financial perspective, because once you have that list of your assets and liabilities, if somebody is a power of attorney, then they can help manage your finances. But it really needs to be someone that you trust. You really, well, you sort of have to seek legal advice on this matter. And again, it's just another box to tick to ensure that your wishes would be carried out in the event of your death. Oh, sorry, in the event of your of you losing mental capacity. Um, and a will is what essentially steps in in the event of your death. The other thing as well is an advanced health directive. So this, not many people set these up, but it is something to consider. Um, an advanced health directive is a form um, or a piece of paper which helps you stipulate what any wishes that you have um, from a medical perspective. Um, you know, in the event of you know your mental of you losing mental capacity, um, for example. Um, an advanced health directive um, allows you to give direction about your future health care. Uh, make your wishes known and give health professionals direction about the treatment that you want. It's a form that needs to be, there's a few ways to do it, but from what I understand, there's a advanced health directive form um, that can be downloaded from a government website. Um, a lawyer would be able to provide you with this. Um, and essentially, this form needs to be a doctor would complete part of this form um, so that you can explain to them your options um, in any unfamiliar terms. Um, the doctor then ass assesses your capacity to make the advanced health directive. They may charge a fee for that. After the doctor signs it, you then need to have the form signed in the presence of either a justice of peace, a commissioner of declarations, notary public or a lawyer. Um, different states may have different laws around this side of things. So this is where it helps to seek legal advice. But when the form is completed, um, you don't have to lodge, a, lodge or register it anywhere, but it's strongly recommended that you keep the original in a safe place or with a close family member or friend. Um, and you give a certified copy of that to your attorney or doctor or other health provider or lawyer. Um, and again, this is Queensland that I'm very familiar with. Other states may be different. They most likely are. But again, something to consider. Um, that not many people have heard of. Another thing to look at is the funeral. Some people may have certain wishes um, in the way they want their funeral to be carried out, um, in the way they want to be buried, cremated. You know, this is something that many probably don't want to think about, and that's completely fine. To some people, it's important. So 
I thought I'd put it out there and mention it for some people for spiritual reasons would want the funeral in a specific way as well. Um, and one last thing is organ, uh, body tissue organ donations. Um, so you can visit donatelife.gov.au um, and you can register yourself um, as a organ donor and that may be something that's important to you. Keep in mind a lot of what I've talked about today um, are, is more of a legal financial perspective um, but something else, so some other areas to consider are relationships, medical and spiritual. And, and these are things that as a financial advisor, I probably can't do much. Um, I do guide my clients in these areas um, because as a financial advisor, you know, we, we play a big part in many people's lives, um, in many facets of those lives. And it's not something that we do, but as a financial advisor, it's our job to help guide our clients and to put them in touch with appropriate professionals that can help them in these situations. Um, again, it's not something that many, it's not the most pleasant thing to talk about. And again, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I had second thoughts about recording today's episode, but it is important. Um, and it's something that needs to be talked about. It's something that we all need to be aware of. Because again, if it's not us anytime soon, which God willing, it won't be, but it's most likely going to be a friend or a family member or you know, somebody there, some somebody that we know um, that, you know, t to them, money, the legal side of things, their estate is probably the last of their issues. Um, and it may be something they care about, but they may not have the mental capacity at the time to think about it. So it's not a discussion that's easy to have with them, but it's something that, you know, it's a discussion that has to, has to occur, you know, um, to make sure you're looking out for your friend or your family member, um, because they have wishes they have circumstances and it's it's better sooner than later um, because sometimes it is too late. Another thing as well from my perspective as a financial advisor is when somebody does pass away and a lot of this hasn't been done, it does create extra stress for those that they leave behind because essentially they're there picking up the pieces. You know, they they need to change something, but they don't have access to that person's email or um, they need to pay a bill, but they don't know where the, which bank account the money's in. Um, you know, there's ticking off all these boxes or at least looking at them and most importantly, seeking legal and financial advice just means that it will make life a lot easier for your friends and your family members, um, in the event of your death. So I hope today's helped. Um, it's again, not the most brightest topic out there, but, um, I hope there's something that you can take out of it. And if you are passing this episode on to a family or friend, you know, it's, I hope they get something out of it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.